0: this is a little test for what satan meant for evil god used for good so this is women at rest 30th year of ministry and we are so excited about all that god is doing but what i want to share with you today is not god's strategic plans of the 30 years and i will be doing that one also but this is what satan meant for evil god used for good And just like God has strategic plans, we can go back and trace the hand of the enemy and see his strategic plans as well. So that's what I would like to do. In January of 1986, I had my first accident. I was not a Christian yet. I had left Jehovah's Witnesses, and I had not come to the Lord yet, but Christy was A Christian that I worked with and we were very close with each other and so she is the one that actually told me about the Lord and and encouraged me to come to him so anyway in January of 1986 I had an accident and the accident was happening in front of me and this lady that was driving a little Volkswagen she was looking for something and not looking forward and this was before cell phones. And she did not see that there was a dump truck that was stopped in front of her to make a turn. So what happened was that I braced myself for the accident. But yet I also turned to try to avoid the accident. And, and when I did, I just tipped the back of her car with, with my fender. It was no, not even anything that Allstate said I needed to get fixed because that's how unnoticeable it was. Okay, I did not know at the time that I was pregnant. In September of 1986, we had our daughter Ashley, and shortly after Ashley was born, I don't have an exact date, but it was in September. During the night when I was nursing her is when I um, gave my life to the Lord and became a Christian. Now, over the years of this ministry, the ministry did not start till 1990, but over the years of this ministry, there has been six different accidents. Now, this first accident in 86, before I was a Christian, did a lot of damage because I braced for it, so I had a very bad whiplash. And it was something, because I worked for a chiropractor, that he was treating me for So because of this accident, I had headaches 24-7. And the chiropractor that I was going to said he doesn't know what else to do to get rid of my headaches. Now, Women at Rest had started in 1990, and one of the ladies that came to the ministry said to me, you need to go to Dr. Hirsch because he is my chiropractor and he will take your headaches away with one visit. And I said, yeah, right. And because we're talking about years of trying to take my headaches away. So I decided that I would try him and he did take my headaches away in one visit. And then if my headaches were felt like they were right there and they were gonna, I was gonna get a headache, he would always just be able to do the same procedure and my headache never come. I still had my, my neck problems though. And each accident that I had over these 30 years, caused the pain to increase. One of the accidents that I had was I was stopped at a four-way stop. I was actually on my way to a, my a chiropractor appointment because the next day I was leaving for Virginia. We were doing a seminar in Virginia. And so I was stopped at the four-way stop, and all of a sudden this one... F- 50 big truck hit me really hard and it knocked me all the way across the intersection. I was in a van. The lady comes running up to me and she goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know what made me do that. I slammed on the, the gas instead of the brake and I did not say it to her but I said it to myself. It wasn't your fault because I knew that these accidents were something that the enemy was trying to do to stop me in my calling of what God had for me to do so I went to the chiropractor and he waited for me and he says to me okay I'll see you on Monday and I went well no you won't I'm going to Virginia tomorrow morning and so I will come in when I get back he goes oh no 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 he goes you 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 can't go to Virginia tomorrow and I said I said, yes, I'm doing a seminar, and so I will be going to Virginia tomorrow. And so I did, and with the pain that I was used to always doing seminars and teachings and groups in, we went and we did the seminar. Now, if you can imagine having a headache for 24-7 for years, and then all of a sudden that being taken away, it doesn't matter that you have other painful things. Just that one thing being taken away was huge for me and such an incredible blessing. Now over the years when I would have these different accidents, whatever insurance company was paying for the accident, they would all send me to their own neurosurgeon. So I've been to several neurosurgeons and every single one of them I was not comfortable with. As I prayed, I could not get a peace with them And so I refused to have surgery over and over again. I refused to have it because of the surgeons that I was being sent to and that I didn't like. So it was 2018 and I was trying to find Dr. Hirsch. And one of, I couldn't find him anywhere. His office had moved, his phone had been not in service and I did not realize he had passed away. But one of my board members said, you've got to go to Dr. Z and I finally decided I would try her Dr. Z. So I filled out the paperwork and when we sat and talked before he was going to do anything with me he goes oh I see that you went to Dr. Hirsch. I said yes. I said do you know him and he said yes I do. I said well Dr. Hirsch is the one that took my headaches away and I had them 24-7 and he said well I trained under Dr. Hirsch and I went Oh, my gosh, so does that mean you know how to do that particular procedure where if I'm getting a headache, you can stop it from coming? He goes, I do. So I was very excited that this doctor knew that technique and I was going to get the chiropractic care that I was used to getting through Dr. Hirsch. And I was absolutely so grateful for that. To this day, I still go to Dr. C., Um, from time to time and now we are up on our 30th year of ministry and January 15th 2020 I got into my car at Walmart and I actually called Dr. Z to make an appointment um, with him for four o'clock that day and then I drove over to the gas station to get gas and as I filled my car up and was sitting there and I had not pulled away from the gas pump yet this woman came around like she was going to be exiting the gas station so she would come all the way around all the people all the gas pumps and I don't know even know how she did it because I was not looking at her but somehow instead of going out she turned and went straight into me on the passenger side and hit me pretty hard And immediately I could feel pain, like in my arms and in my neck. And I know, I know that God's angels turned that lady's wheel because if her wheel had not turned, our cars would not have locked together in the front and be pulled away from the gas pump, which means we all would have blown up as well as other people. It would have been an absolute deathly accident at Walmart gas pump so I didn't think I was hurt that bad even though I felt some pain I went to Dr. Z that afternoon and I told him what had happened and he treated me and then he said I want you to call this lawyer and he says you really need to have a good lawyer you know because of this accident which I did I called called her and I became her client okay Dr. Z sent me to get an MRI on my neck, and it was so bad that when I saw the MRI compared to my old MRI, I said, that's not me. And he goes, yes, it, it is you. And I was, like, stunned that that accident had caused so much more injury to the neck that was already bad. So then at some point, as Dr. Z was treating me, he said to me, I'm going to send you to a neurosurgeon." And I said, oh, is he going to like try to talk me into getting surgery? And he goes, no, he won't do that. And I said, okay. So I went to him, and just like Dr. Z, Dr. T's last name is hard to pronounce, so everyone calls him Dr. T. So now I have a Dr. Z and a Dr. T. When Dr. T had looked at my MRIs and everything, and he came into the room, and I met him for the first time, the first thing he said to me was, I'm a neurosurgeon, but I don't do surgery first. I always try to do other things to make my patient suffering stop. And I only do surgery if there's no other thing else to do. And I I remember just wanting to jump off the table and give the man a hug because I had never gone to a neurosurgeon that didn't automatically say, you need surgery and you need to have it right now, and they would go on and on and on. And so I was very grateful for this doctor. Well, what I also found out was that this doctor, neurosurgeon, only took cash payments because of all the trouble doctors been having with Medicare and insurance and stuff. I never would have been able to go to this doctor if it had not been an accident. And because it was an accident, he took me. And this doctor, as the more I went to him, I found out that he is a top neurosurgeon. He also invented different things uh, like infusion in the disc, and he's taught other doctors, other neurosurgeons, how to do these procedures, not just in the United States, but in other countries as well. So he is like a, the best of the best, and he had a great personality. So anyway... He first did some treatment on my neck, injections, and I had to have it done three different times. And I thought it was working, but he said to me, some people it lasts forever, some people it only lasts for a time, um, and some people it doesn't work at all. And I said, well, we, we should absolutely give it a try. So mine did last for, I don't know, a month or a little longer. But then pain in my arms and my hands and my neck and everything started slowly coming back. He also, because of that accident with the truck, I had very bad low back pain. And he was able to do laser surgery in his clinic, not in the hospital, on my low back. And it was very successful. And I do not have low back pain anymore because of his laser surgery on me. So then he he knew how skeptical I was of surgeries, but I started praying about this when he told me that there was nothing left to do to take my pain away except surgery. And so I told him I needed to pray about it, and I began to pray. Well, the next morning, I'm on my porch, and I I am my porch is like my sanctuary my place to be with the Lord you know I have a chair in the house that I that I sit in but my my porch is, is such a sanctuary for me because I I love nature and I love you know being being on the porch and thanking God for so many things that he has blessed me with that I look out at, at from my porch including all the nature so I was on the porch and I was praying for, about the surgery and asking for God to direct my steps. And I just, all of a sudden, felt like I was enveloped in peace. It was like a cloud came around me. And, you know, like if you drive into a fog. And I just, I spent several hours just in that peace. And worshiping and praising and thanking God forgiven me that peace about maybe an hour or so later I one of my prayer partners called me and I'm telling her about the peace that I have and I'm telling her that that I was gonna have to have surgery on my neck and I I probably I probably would wait until the you know a 2021 after the holidays were over and everything, to have it done. And all of a sudden, as I'm talking to her, I hear this noise, and I turned to see what the noise was, and a dove had flown into the screen and hit my screen right next to me, the screen of my porch, really hard, and it knocked the dove back. And and because I turned to see what the noise was, I, I watched it knock the dove back. And then I also saw the dove get up and shake her head and, f- and fly away. And I said, oh, my gosh, Denise, I think God is telling me that I'm not to wait. I'm supposed to have the surgery right now. Because who does that ever happen to for confirmation that that the, that I'm to have the surgery, but I'm also to have it now? So... I went to back to Dr. T and I told him that I actually told him the whole story um, about the dove and everything and that I would be willing to have the surgery. And so it was scheduled for October 19th this year. Now the accident was January 15th, 2020 and now this is October 19th that I am having the, the next surgery. As he was showing me the things that he was going to be doing me and my uh, my husband. Oh, he he showed me, um, he told me that I would have to wear a brace 24-7. Now, remember, I used to work for a chiropractor, so I know those little little foamy braces, foam that you put around your neck that people wear that don't actually do much good at all. I joked with him, and I said, oh, you mean one of those foam ones? He goes, no. He goes, I mean a, a brace where you cannot move your neck and you have to wear it 24-7 for two weeks. And I said, uh, okay. And so I left the office, and then later I called the one of the, oh, I can't think what you call him. He helps with surgeries and stuff. And, and I called him and asked him if I could come in and see the brace and if there, if there was any way that he could put one on me so I could feel it. I'm very claustrophobic so I was concerned about wearing this brace for 24 7 for two weeks so I went in he showed me the brace he put it on me he told me that there was another one that you put on for the shower and but that was the only time switching back and forth that I was that brace was to come off of me he said if if you don't wear the brace and you turn if like Something unexpectedly said to you, or you saw something and you turned, it could damage the work that has been done. And so, anyway, I began to pray about this neck brace. And so, all the time that I kept praying, um, God was giving me different things that I could do if I started to get a panic feeling. You know, breathe in Jesus, blow out stress. He showed me. The YouTube, how it had had um, beautiful um, birds and scenery and and music, and that I could concentrate on that instead of the panic feeling that I would be getting from being claustrophobic. Even bought a little fan, thinking, well, if I started to get claustrophobic, I could just put the fan up by the the neck of the brace, and I and it would cool cool it off, and maybe that would help me. So I agreed to have the surgery and wear the neck brace. One of our board members um, works at Shands and she actually works in the trauma department. And I was telling her how I felt about the neck brace. And she goes, Sandy, practically everyone on my floor has to wear those braces. And she goes, I always tell them to consider the brace your buddy because It's because of that brace you're not in pain and it's because of that brace that the the neck can heal um, from the, um, the surgery that was done and I said to her I said okay so I'm gonna name it my buddy and I said so when I wake up from surgery I'm gonna touch it and I'm gonna say hey buddy hey my buddy and and that's exactly what I did now I woke up and I had no pain. And of course you're given pain medis- medicine and and ma- muscle relaxers and, um, but I never had to take the oxycodone that I was given. It it totally, um, what do you call it, ibuprofen. I, I took ibuprofen and Tylenol together, but the, I, the um, oxycodone was if it got so bad that I would take that um, Never had to take that. I also um, was just amazed because I would go to him and I'd say, I don't have any pain. And he said, you, you have no pain? And I, I went, I wouldn't lie to you. I absolutely have no pain and I've not taken any of the oxycodone. And so I kept taking the others as were prescribed for the amount of time that I needed to take them. And then I went, back t- after 2 weeks and he took an x-ray of my neck. And when he came back into the room, he said to me, he says well this you know your, your neck looks great, he said, but I really want you to wear the neck brace for another 2 weeks. And my husband said 24/7 and he said yes. He goes, "She has to wear it at night time too." And and Dr. T said yes I would rather err on the side of caution and the only words out of my mouth were okay and so for two more weeks I wore the neck brace there was only one time that I got a little irritated with the neck brace and I can't exactly remember the reason oh I do remember and, I, and my husband was sitting on the couch and I was getting irritated with the neck brace and he goes, Sandy, did you take your nap today? And I went, no. So that was why I was not good with the neck brace because I had not taken my nap like like you're supposed to do after surgeries. So one time I had that panic feeling and that's all. And so I went in to have the surgery. I had complete peace. I, w- I did not have any... Fear whatsoever, just complete peace. Um, as I'm going in for the day, you know, the, what do you call it? The pre-op. And then, but even the morning of the surgery, um, I was very blessed that COVID had been, um, lifted enough that my husband was allowed to be in the hospital, um, waiting room and in my room after I wake up. Um, so, Oh, I think the surgery was three and a half hours. And um, so I wait. I wake up in the recovery room. And the first thing I did was put my hands on the brace. And I said, how's my buddy? Hey, buddy. And then I never had any pain the whole time I was in the hospital, which was not that long. It was just overnight. Um And when I was released the next day um, from the hospital, oh, I went back to the hospital. I was so I had to wear the neck bra- brace for a month, and then um, and then I was able to take the neck brace off. And um, all I really needed at that point was some therapy to do um, range of motion. So what I'm saying to you in January. 15th, 2020 is when I had my accident, my last accident. That Satan meant for evil, where myself as well as other people could have died. My first accident was January 1986. The ministry started in uh, May of 1990. So this year was our 30th anniversary. And what I realized that as I'm getting ready to turn the ministry over and leave it with, as a legacy with my daughter and um, one of my uh, board members that's like my right-hand person, um, God had taken my pain away. And I realized God's faithfulness um, all those years that I did ministry in pain um, sometimes it was worse pain than others, but I always had pain. and, and God always got me through it and, God, and I, I, there, there was a sign in, in the surgeon's office and it says there was a lady like as if she was praising with her hands up and she said, um, and the sign said um, life begins. When pain ends, and I remember standing there looking at that sign, and I said to Greg, "That, that's not true of me." He goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "I've had abundant life for thirty years in pain," and I said, "I said so. That's not true." Thank you to God because He's the one that carried me through the thirty years, and for whatever reason, um, just like, just like other people that have things that um happen to them and you go for healing and you don't get healed and you just you you just don't understand that um god uses the pain um to propel what you're doing for him and um so i just i'm just absolutely elated that i have no more pain in my body and that um I give all the glory to God and that this is, this is an absolute January to January, 30 years, um, 34 years actually, um, and I just give God all the glory because without him, that never could have been. And I want to end with scripture in 2 Corinthians 12. The scripture is a very familiar scripture to all of us. My grace is enough for you. And I don't know about you, but many times we white-knuckle it, saying your grace is sufficient, your grace is sufficient. But it's the second part of that scripture that we learned what this actually means. For where there is weakness, my power is shown the more completely. Therefore, I have cheerfully made up my mind to be proud of my weaknesses because they mean a deeper experience of the power of Christ. So when my very weaknesses makes him strong, makes me strong in him. I also want wanted to end with second uh, Corinthians thirteen fourteen. may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.